The Comic Book Time Machine, Episode 130, Infinity Wars, Part 1. Hello and welcome back to the Comic Book Time Machine. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I have fired up the Comic Book Time Machine because I'm going to go back in time to July of 2018. Uh, also taking a stop in August and then in September. And in doing so, um, well, uh, I'm going to be looking at some comic books that aren't that old. Uh I'm actually uh, I don't even know where to start with this because I really don't know much about this comic book event that we're going to be talking about here. But it's uh, the Infinity Wars series, uh, starting with Infinity Wars Prime. And then there's the main series. But what really got me interested in this was Infinity Warps. Uh, these Infinity Warps, you know, the the logo for Infinity Wars has this P popping in through the R and the S to make it Infinity Warps. And they had these characters and they teased these characters a little while ago that are kind of uh, amalgamations of Marvel heroes. So there is Iron Hammer and Iron Hammer is a some form, somehow, I don't know how, um, amalgamation of Iron Man and Thor. Then there's Soldier Supreme. And then there's some other... Uh, well, there's there's some other um, titles that got me interested. Sleepwalker, and is a character that I'm I've never really followed, but I've been interested in. And it basically goes back to when they created him, and they said that Sleepwalker was going to be Sandman done right, which I don't understand what they were meaning by that. But um, basically, Sandman wasn't superhero enough, I guess, back in the day. So. The whole concept of what was going on there, there's kind of a what if feel to things. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, finding something to read and those things popped up and then they hit the shelves just recently in the last couple of weeks. So uh, Soldier Supreme and um, Iron Hammer have both been uh, released. And so I decided, you know what, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And when I said, let's go for it, I went all in. Um and so that means my October, I was going to have some extra, uh, lots of extra titles, but I don't know the main thing behind this. I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be reading, but I'm going to be reading it in order and I'm going to be basically, um, kind of taking it month by month from here. So I, I'm expecting to be doing a comic book time machine. Uh, this is kind of the September edition and there'll be an October, November and December edition. Um, just to give you a, a an idea of what that means as far as the titles. Um, the first issue is Infinity Wars Prime, and then in, that was in July. In August, they had Infinity Wars number one and two that were released. September saw Infinity Wars number three, and then, like I said, Iron Hammer and Soldier Supreme. There's another one in September that I haven't seen yet and I haven't checked into, uh, but I'm looking at this uh, a checklist in the back of uh, Infinity Wars Prime right now. It's called Thanos Legacy, number one. I don't know if that's a one-shot. I'm assuming it's either a one-shot or the beginning of a new series. But it's the only issue of Thanos Legacy that's actually in this checklist for Infinity Wars. Uh, then in October, there's Infinity Wars number four. And they are continuing Iron Hammer and Soldier Supreme. Both of those get a second issue. Uh, Arachnite is uh, in October. Sleepwalker number one and two are both in October. And then Weapon Hex is in October. November gets Infinity Wars number five and then Arachnite number two. Ghost Panther number one. Infinity Warps number one. And Sleepwalker number three with Weapon Hex number two. And finally in December, there's an issue of, it's called Fallen Guardian. And I don't know, again, I don't know if that's a one shot or what it is. Uh, Infinity Wars gets a sixth issue. And then there's Ghost Panther number two, Infinity Warps number two, and Sleepwalker number four. And so without knowing much about what's going on, I could guess because there's Infinity War. And so there's some form of tie in to Thanos, I'm assuming the Infinity Stones as well. Uh, there was a series that was Countdown to Infinity Wars, and I 
I asked at the local comic shop, asked Casey if uh, I needed to read that in order to understand what was going on in the series. And he said, actually, no, you don't. Uh, read Infinity Wars Prime and just when you go into Infinity Wars Prime, understand that there has been a lot of um, world-shattering shenanigans that has gone on before. And as far as he can tell from feedback he's gotten from customers at the store, uh, the the countdown series is not not necessary. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe later on I'll decide to do a part zero and and revisit that four issue miniseries. Um, I don't know. So what this episode is going to look like is kind of like what my um, uh, blind bag episodes look like. I'm going to read these uh the January, August, and September uh, issues that I have. So that's six comics. And then I'm going to give a little bit of commentary, um, and then I'll stop the commentary and read again, read the next thing. And I'm going to read in the order that they give the checklist. Um, I believe that's release order. And so I don't know when you get into these miniseries, these kind of two-issue miniseries that they have going on here, and then the four-issue Sleepwalker miniseries. Which I'm going to say, I'm kind of excited about Sleepwalker. I don't know anything about Sleepwalker other than, like I said, he does stuff in dreams. And uh, I've wanted to read Sleepwalker. I I remember one time holding a complete set in my hand and choosing a different complete set at my local comic shop to, to read instead. But uh, I'm kind of curious, like, why are they giving him a four-issue miniseries? And so... Um, yeah, so I'm going to be reading this. It's a crossover kind of event kind of thing. And I don't know. I, I just decided I'm, I'm, going to, I'm all in. I'm going to read it all and, and see what it's like. And, and then, of course, you know, if you don't podcast about it, it didn't happen. That's, that's our motto in the podcasting world. And actually, no, it's not our motto in the podcasting world. But I'm pretty sure I've heard someone say it before. And maybe that's enough to call it a motto. I don't know. So uh, I'm going to start with Infinity Wars Prime, and then I'll be moving into the first two issues of Infinity Wars. Actually, the first three. They're all in a row. Um, I don't know. Maybe depending on what they're like, I might just lump them all together and then take uh, Iron Hammer and Soldier Supreme on their own uh, at the end of the episode. And in between, I'll be playing uh, podcast promos from podcasts that I enjoy listening to. And so we're going to start right now. I'm going to stop talking and start reading, and then I'm going to come back to it. And I'm kind of excited because, like I said, I don't know anything about what this is about. This is one of those mini series event. You know, it's not a summer event. It's kind of bridging the gap almost between Infinity Wars, the movie or Infinity War, rather the movie and then Infinity War, the DVD release, although uh, it's already been released on, on DVD, digital, whatever. I'm old school. I'm so old school that I call DVDs old school. That's how old school I am. Um, that doesn't make any sense. And it really doesn't mean that I'm that old school. But Anyway, I, I don't know anything about what's going on here other than I'm assuming Infinity Stones are going to be involved, and I'm hoping that there's going to be some cool, um, interesting stuff. And there's a – well, I mean, just the cover of Infinity Wars Prime looks interesting. you got Doctor Strange. No, that's not Doctor Strange. Is that Adam Warlock? I think that's Adam Warlock. Hey, we'll find out. I'm going to read it right now. All right. Enjoy this promo while I read a comic. Warlord Worlds, a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of Mike Grell, including Warlord, John Sable, Star Slayer, Shaman's Tears, and Green Arrow. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. Join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in the many excellent comics from writer and artist Mike Grell. Warlord Worlds is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us at warlordworlds.com. Okay, so I've read the introduction to Infinity Wars. That is Infinity Wars Prime, and it's written by Jerry Dugan. Uh, the art is Mike Diodato Jr. The colorist is Frank Martin. Letterer is Corey Petit. Petit, Petit. Cover artist, uh, let's see. 
I'm not sure whose cover I got, but I'm assuming Mike Diodato because this cover looks like the splash page from from one of the big exciting incidents in here. Actually, it is the splash page. Wow! They reused the artwork from the book on the cover. I haven't seen that done since the 100-page giants from Walmart that actually do that as well. But wow. Huh. So apparently my cover is the Mike Diodato Jr. variant edition, which maybe I should have gotten the other one. (laughs) But anyway. um, Oh, there's other variant cover artists. Greg Hildebrandt and Ron Lim did one. That's cool. Anyway, uh, this is Infinity Infinity Wars. Prime, and this is the introduction, the setup, the cold open. If this was a TV show, this would be that you know little three-minute scene before the credits, letting you know this is what we're setting up here, and stuff is happening, and I don't know exactly what the stuff is, and I'm hoping that's the intention, because there is a bad guy in this, and maybe a bad girl. I, I don't know. Uh, Thanos knows who she is. Uh, she has a nice, really, really cool sword and a mask that uh, you can't see her face. And, you know, she's got a cool design, cool design. But I think um, part of this Infinity Wars thing is going to be um, figuring out who this person is uh, as she goes through and does her thing. Now, I'm going to have to spoil things because I'm going to be talking about, you know, these this set of comics in, uh, you know, secession here. Um there's an opening scene with a Loki who looks similar to Loki as we know him from the comics. And he is looking at all these different uh, drawings in different books from the archive of Asgard. And there are different variations of Loki in each of these scrolls and books. And he is complaining because the stories are wrong and the books have been rewritten and he wants to find out what is going on and that's the setup for loki then we have the setup for adam warlock and dr strange dr strange has a time stone adam warlock has a soul stone and people want the time stone and adam warlock needs dr strange's help because they're going to investigate something in the soul world and so when they go into the soul world which is i guess in the soul stone um there's this big giant Cthulhu-ish kind of um, person in there. And uh, Dr. Strange has to use the time stone to help Adam Warlock not get destroyed by this thing. And uh, that's setting them up. It sets up uh, Adam Warlock, who is apparently making some deals with some metaphorical devils. And then you have him take off because, you know what, he came there uh, really to take uh, the, the time stone and give it to Kang. And and so he got Dr. Strange's help, and then it turns out he's going to betray Dr. Strange. But uh, he leaves and says that he will come. He tells Dr. Strange that uh, he will come. He being, Dr. Strange assumes, Thanos, who is sitting on the throne on the Chitauri home world. He has taken over the place. And this guy, man, I mean, he is going to destroy the universe, he says. He's going to... get the stones back because in every universe that's what Thanos does he gets the stone and he's going to do it again here and then he straight up gets stabbed in the back he sees the blade come out of his chest and his head gets chopped off uh now he is apparently narrating this and it's possible that the narration is not his but is actually his murderers uh because because uh, they, I don't know, the way it's written, it could be either one. Um, but he is apparently dead, and then she kills all the Chitari because they say, we all follow you now, and you know you destroyed our master, and she just kills them all. <laughs> and then she destroys his gauntlet, and that is the end of this issue. And so I don't know exactly what's going on. Because I'm not familiar, I'm not super familiar with the current state of Adam Warlock. Uh, I do have some ideas about uh, Doctor Strange because of the Damnation miniseries that I read. But um, this issue, you know what? You got my interest. That big giant reveal with Thanos' head getting chopped off his body, I have no doubt he will be coming back. 
Uh, but at the same time, that was really interesting. And there's some good stuff here. What's the setup? Apparently, um, oh, you know what? Now that I look, uh, it can't be her narration because um, she narrates in a different uh, diff- different text box kind of thing. And she's talking about how the future is blank. Her future is blank. And I don't know what she's planning to do. But we've got someone who is powerful enough to kill Thanos. That's that's a great setup for a good villain. You know, you're going to set up someone who is more powerful than one of the most powerful beings in a fictional universe. That's a great way to say, hey, we should be worried about this person. So the setup has me. I am interested in where this is going. The question now is. These comics, Infinity Wars number one, is a $5.99 cover price book. The others are $4.99 each. And then the uh, Soldier Supreme and the Iron Hammer are both $3.99. And I consider just going with those kind of what if Elseworlds amalgamation kind of things. I changed my mind and, like I said, went all in. But is it going to be worth the price of admission? So Infinity Wars Prime with that $4.99 cover price. Now I, I don't, I don't pay cover price and there's various reasons for that, but I still go through the lens of, of cover price when I look at these books and is that worth it? Well, you know, this was a good setup, but uh, I just can't help feeling not much happened here. (laughs) This just sets up three subplots and how are the subplots going to come together? Well, they better come together. Well, now I have a variant cover for infinity wars. Number one, And in that variant cover, Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel are together, and uh, Adam Warlock is on the cover as well. Um, But they are absolutely, this is being written and created to appeal to people who like the MCU. And I am one of those people who likes the MCU. And so, um, I don't know, I I think that this might end up being... a worthy story. And I think the main reason why it might be a worthy story is I don't know what the gimmick is here. Most of their events have some sort of gimmick. And I feel like the gimmick drives the event. And this one, maybe the gimmick drives the event. That's quite possible. But, you know, absolutely. The movies are driving this event. And I, I have a feeling, you know, this is taking us through, through December. And, and not, not too long after that, we're going to be getting Captain Marvel and, We'll be having then the uh, the, the second uh, installment in the what was going to be a two part uh, Avengers movie, which now they you know Infinity War is its own thing. Which you know what Infinity War as its own thing works for me. Why does it work for me? It's Thanos's story, and as far as he is concerned, that's his quote happy ending. That's him getting to where he needed to get to. Now maybe he's not happy getting there, but uh, that's the end of his story. And so um, I appreciate that. So I'm going to read Infinity Wars. I I am going to just read number one and then continue from there. Uh, So I'm going to play this uh, (laughs) podcast promo, this podcast promo. And this podcast promo, again, is from a podcast that I listen to and enjoy and like the people. And they are nice people. Um, The Warlords Worlds one, they're nice people. But this one I'm about to And this one I'm about to play with Professor Allen is also a podcast that has nice people in it, which is always a benefit, always a bonus. So you might be interested in it, too, if you like listening to this podcast. So I'm going to read Infinity Wars number one. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the quarter bin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarter Bin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. Don't you just love how Professor Allen just makes you question 
your buying habits, even in just his the commercial for his podcast that he's created. Uh, but then again, I'm standing here holding a uh, book that cost me a lot more than a quarter. But was it worth it? Was it a steal? Or did they steal my money? Well, I gave it willingly, so no, they did not steal it. But metaphorically, did they steal my money? Let's talk about it. The answer I'm going to give is a simple answer. And that answer is no, I do not feel like I have stolen my money. This is a really interesting comic and really interesting series. And I'm actually kind of glad that I'm coming into it without knowing really what's going on in the Marvel universe as this is happening. Uh, as a, This could work as a movie, you know, the kind of thing where, you know, just you, you just know the, the basic the basic idea behind the characters. And if you know the MCU, then you know these characters. The uh, This book brings together all the holders of the Infinity Stones, uh, and they are coming together to meet with Doctor Strange. He is coming to them to say, hey, we need to form another Infinity Watch because someone wants the stones. They think it's Thanos. They don't know what's happened to him yet. And so all of the characters who hold stones have been mentioned or glimpsed or are major uh, movers in the MCU. So the Power Stone belongs to Star-Lord, which I talked about from uh, Infinity Wars Prime. The Time Stone belongs to Doctor Strange. The Soul Stone belongs to Adam Warlock. Now, the other three that we haven't talked about yet are Captain Marvel. She has the Reality Stone. The Space Stone (laughs) belongs to Black Widow. (laughs) And the Mind Stone, uh, this is, again, for those of you who are really, you know, enjoying the MCU in all of its angles. I mean, uh, Doctor Strange, Black Widow, Star-Lord, those are all people who have appeared in movies. Captain Marvel is in an upcoming movie. And Adam Warlock possibly was referenced in Guardians of the Galaxy. The Mind Stone belongs to Turk. Yep, Turk. The low-life criminal who I know originally because he was a a primary NPC in the Marvel role-playing game. Uh, I believe – actually, I can't remember if it was the basic one or the advanced one. I had both, and uh, Turk was just in there as a you know on-the-street informer guy that you could go to get information from and you know that kind of thing. So that's our Infinity Watch, and Doctor Strange has brought them together, and there's some really interesting dynamics, and uh, at this point, I'm sold on the series, by the way. Um, I'm very interested in where this goes, and these ideas are really interesting to me. Um, When they come together, it's really tense because you've got bad guys who have come with Turk. Peter Quill, Star-Lord, comes with Groot and Rocket, and Doctor Strange – comes uh he has black widow um up in a building with a sniper rifle and that's how she's attending uh keeping an eye on the proceedings and they know someone is coming to get the stone then the other subplot coming from infinity wars prime is the loki subplot where remember he was kind of looking at all the different continuities and trying to figure out what's going on his story keeps changing that sort of thing and so he goes to this place where um the uh what do they call it the god quarry or the quarry of creation or infinity's end um he goes there to inquire and he meets another loki from another universe who is the best of what loki could be if if loki in the primary universe of the marvel uh comics universe the 616 is kind of the just loki at his worst this guy is loki at his best and he goes and that creature is coming and that creature is um, a, a soul eater. And it is kind of this all-powerful kind of Cthulhu thing. And Loki, good Loki, and his Avengers are attacking this soul eater. And they die off screen. It's great. <laughs> it's really well done. And then our Loki decides, you know what? I need those Infinity Gems. I'm, I'm going to get them. I want them. I must have them. And so you kind of have this kind of setup now where Loki is after the gems. Someone else is after the gems, but then the people, uh, the Infinity Watch, who they don't want to necessarily work together, but they have to because they have all the stones. And they are able to see that Thanos is dead. And then Requiem comes. And who's Requiem? That's the hooded uh, mystery figure from the previous issue, Infinity Wars Prime. And she arrives bearing Thanos's head. 
and and then it's revealed who she is. And I, I I'm I keep going back and forth about whether or not I should spoil that because at this point I'm sold on this series and I would love you know if I hit this point in maybe in the podcast and I'd be wondering well should I get the series this is where I would say you know what this is where you you should either buy this or don't but um I recommend it uh and I recommend recommend it for a lot of different reasons the artwork is absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic it's wonderful and I love the panel designs in here um there's a lot more play playfulness in panel designs in these modern comics. I was just reading also the uh, Transformers Star Trek crossover that features the Star Trek um, animated series designs and kind of vibe and the Transformers original animated series vibe. And they also are being very playful with the panels. But in here, you get a lot of panels where they have an image and it, that one image is divided into three panels because of uh, you know passage of time and that sort of thing. But then there's some of it's just design itself. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do really with the passage of time or how things are, you know, moving through time. It's just a design element and it's really, really cool the way that they do that. Now the transformers one actually had a point where there's a panel of uh, James T Kirk and it's shaped like the uh, insignia that they have on their uniforms. And it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's neat. Um, so in this, you have that same kind of thing. This also allows them to do certain pages with lots of panels and, um, a lot more action can happen on the page when that happens. So anyway, uh, the artwork is fantastic. The storytelling is very, very good. And I was able, you know, starting with infinity wars prime, I'm able to follow along, um, there's a part of me, like I said before, that was interested in would I go back and read Countdown to Infinity Wars? And there's a part of me that would not mind it now because I'm liking Infinity Wars so much. And there's part of me that really doesn't feel like I need to go back to it. I, I That's moving backward instead of forward in the progression of this story. And I'm already here in the story. I don't need to necessarily get myself even more up to speed. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But anyway, this is... It's good. It's very good. And I'm going back and forth about do I spoil the identity of this person? Because this issue ends on a wonderful cliffhanger where Requiem kills Thanos. And here, Requiem kills someone else who it's a very, very big surprise. And once I start talking about what they are doing with this and what they're riffing on with this, I am afraid that it you know, it's going to spoil everything. And, and I don't necessarily want to do that. So at this point in the podcast, I'm saying, if you are interested in what I'm saying so far, where you have a unknown factor jumping in, wanting infinity stones and killing Thanos, and then you have Loki wanting to find the infinity stones. And then you have Dr. Strange and all these other people trying to protect the infinity stones, including (laughs) Turk. (laughs) And I, I love this. This is this is the way we want the MCU to be with with it's all connected where we want the MCU to portray, you know, Turk in the movies, you know, to see Black Widow maybe take down uh Turk or to have um, you know, Daredevil show up in in an Avengers movie or something like that. But well, of course we're not getting that. We're not going to get that anytime soon if at all. But uh this book is written for people who are familiar with the MCU. It's also written for, you know, just comic book fans in general. But um, there are no X-Men in this book so far, except for the good Loki from another universe who's fighting the Soul Eater. Um, Wolverine is in his team of Avengers, and it looks like um, Angel is as well. So anyway, uh, at this point, I'm going to spoil now. And um, if you're not sold on this book, this maybe will the spoiler might sell you on it. The cliffhanger of this book is that Requiem is uh, probably the most likely suspect for who would be someone to go up against Thanos and have a grudge against Thanos. Honestly, when I first saw that Requiem was probably female, I thought this might be who it was. And I thought, no, that's too obvious. And then it turned out to be uh, the person, but it works emotionally. It works. Yes, it's obvious, but I feel like it works emotionally because you have Star-Lord's involvement. It's Gamora. And then 
so am I, am I surprised here? Well, no, I'm not super surprised. I'm surprised that it's so obvious. And then he's, he's wondering, you know, what are you going to do here? You you want all the stones. What are you going to do? Kill me? And the the truth is she does. That's the final splash page is her putting the sword through Quill's chest. It's yeah. And what a, a great cliffhanger. And this is, like I said, I'm, I'm sold. I'm, glad i bought this at this point they can obviously really really screw the whole thing up but at this point i'm interested and i want more and so that's what i'm going to do right now i'm going to go and read uh infinity wars issue number three and no issue number two uh and then i'm going to come back and i'll be reading um infinity wars number three and we'll talk about what's going on here probably not as in-depth because I've, I've already covered the art and the scripting. I mean, it's good. The storytelling is good. Now I'm just going to be talking about, I guess, the story elements as we find out what's going to happen to Turk. <laughs> yeah. The Fantastic Arts is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that taste forgot, the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree Skrull War. The arrival of Marvel Team-Up. Bill Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway... Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2 in 1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. The Fantastic Cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? So this is interesting because this is absolutely being created and written for people who know about the MCU and who have seen the Infinity War movie. Now, I mentioned uh, that it was riffing on that with the whole um, Gamora killing Thanos, and the way she does it, uh, you know, using the sword. Um, in this issue, uh, Gamora, Requiem, like I said, there are going to be spoilers here. First of all, Peter Quill, not dead. Um, but the conversation that they had leading up to that was really interesting because – uh, it does kind of reflect what goes on in comics. She says, get out of my way. And Peter says, or what? You're not going to kill me. And she says, nothing ever dies, Peter. And she's right. Because of the way comics work, people come back. And something else happens later on in this comic. And I'm going to avoid spoilers in this one because there are some twists and turns and some interesting things that I want to kind of avoid the spoilers. But this is about Requiem collecting the the gems. And she kills someone and says... Um, You'll come back anyway. You always do. <laughs> so there's that. Um, this is also where if you do know about um, Thanos and Captain America's history, there's some interesting stuff there uh, that, that happens. But uh, the question is, is Thanos really dead or not? I, I don't know. But um, Gamora, Requiem, as she calls herself in this, has some very, very interesting um moves as she is figuring out what to do to get these stones and uh she's good at what she does there is a splash page by the way in this where she confronts a lot of heroes and the avengers come to help and if you're looking at the splash page um there is one character on the splash page uh who is not referenced or appearing in the mcu again still no mutants uh no x-men but the splash page has Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain America, Peter Quill, Iron Man, Ghost Rider, who, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. So we have Turk from Daredevil on Netflix. Now you have Ghost Rider from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's the the Reyes version who appeared in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show. Groot, Rocket, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Thor, Spider-Man. <laughs> and then you have Adam Warlock, who, like I said, referenced in Guardians of the Galaxy visually um but hasn't appeared and then you have she hulk so mcu adjacent with that but yeah they are continuing uh 
little plot turns, twists. There's a lot happening. This feels a little more old school, but it has some good emotional heart to it. Um, there's a monologue from the distant past with Thanos. And, you know, in September, uh, I'm sorry, in October, there, no. In September, there's supposed to be Thanos Legacy, number one, which um, I don't know when that's going to come out, but I'll be probably, you know, I'll get that and, and talk about it in October. But um, Thanos in the distant past has a conversation with young, young Gamora. And she says, why did you do this? And he says, the universe has a natural order, Gamora. Only the strongest life survives. And he's saying that as he kills someone. And he says, and fate will test life from the cradle to the grave. And then she says, but you choose to kill. You're not. And then he says, the universe works through me. And she says, but you won't live forever. You told me that when my parents were killed. No, there is one way to achieve immortality, to father children. We create, sustain, and help shape the lives of our children. And then we live again in their creations. And she replies, but someday someone will try to stop you and they'll win. You're right. Somewhere out there, the universe is molding that special soul that is fated to kill me. And then it kind of shows some details about how Gamora did what she did. And Thanos seems to be speaking to her from the grave or in her imagination. I don't know. Anyway, there's some good stuff here. There's good twists. There's interesting turns. It gets twisty. It gets turny. And um, I'm enjoying myself. I'm ready to read issue number three. And I'm very curious how uh, Iron Hammer and Soldier Supreme tie into all of this. But um, we'll find that out. In a moment. Right now, uh, I'm going to play another promo. Then I'm going to talk about issue number three of Infinity Wars. And then we'll be getting to Soldier Supreme and Iron Hammer. The Film and Water Podcast. A weekly show about movies old and new. Hosted by obsessive movie nerd Rob Kelly and a rotating series of special guests. From sci-fi to horror, dramas to family films, comedies to adventure epics, we watch it all. The Film and Water podcast is part of the Fire and Water family of podcasts. Available weekly at fireandwaterpodcast.blogspot.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Okay, um, I am really enjoying this series a lot. Um, I This issue is basically, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, it, it's riffing on things uh, with Infinity War. I mean, there's just no way around it. I mean, they actually have a, a point in time here where Gamora talking to the Thanos in her head snaps her fingers to make him go away. And that's cool. And then you have Loki trying to convince Gamora to let him go with her as she is going around to investigate what's what what what's she going to do with this universe? You know, and she, to stop the the heroes from getting her. Um, now, okay, I'm, I'm let me go back. The beginning of this issue starts out where it's going to tell you where all the Infinity Stones are. So on my podcast, uh, Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, um, one of the things that Stuart, the uh, the host of that arm of the Welcome to Level Seven podcast did was he did a where's the infinity stones now kind of thing and each issue had that happen so in issue one when uh gamora stole the uh the power stone well in issue two it's it shows gamora has it and then it has the rest of the cast below in issue three they show all six of the stones and gamora's picture is next to each of them (laughs) and so you know she has them all now and uh what she does with them, well, she kind of does what her father did in Infinity War and in uh, the comics. He used the Infinity Stones to uh, kill half of the universe. And she does something similar. She also cuts life in half by folding the universe in half. And so when she folds the universe in half, that is where we get these amalgam characters, um, Iron Hammer and uh, Soldier Supreme. Soldier Supreme, we actually get to see a scene of his origin, and we find out that um, Dr. Erskine from 
the super soldier program was not using science, uh, the science that she was using failed. And this says years ago in the nearly in the newly created warp world, the science failed. She didn't use science. She was using magic to create a super soldier. And that's where Steve Rogers is now dressed like Dr. Strange with a mystical shield on his arm and a pentagram on his forehead. And it's, it's, I think it's really interesting and really fun uh, kind of twist on what would someone who values life do with this, you know, with the same power that Thanos had. Now she's doing it to keep the heroes from getting the gems from her. And so um, then she abandons Loki into the world. He doesn't want to go. Um, he goes and meets uh, Doopool, who is Dupe. And uh, I think that's his name and Deadpool mixed together. And then uh, Logan and Emma Frost have been mixed together into one character. And yeah, I, I think this is fantastic. This is really interesting. Uh, cool twist on things. Now, she wants to go to uh, the quarry of creation as well because she can't see past that. And um, she hears about these other universes from Loki. And so she has her kind of um, mission of... Uh, I don't know, curiosity that she needs to go on. Uh, and she goes along with a character I haven't talked about yet. And that character is the librarian from the Asgard library. Um, this character's name is Flora, Flawa, Floa, F-L-O-W-A. And Floa is writing a book as she's witnessing all these events. And why wouldn't she you know, she's a librarian. She's never done it before. And so she's kind of chronicling things. And it's interesting because she has a connection back into the old universe. And so does Loki. And Loki goes into this new universe um, with with knowledge of, of the old universe. And so, yeah, this is a big, cosmic, giant story. I'm really enjoying it um, as I'm getting ready now uh, to read those two amalgamated titles i really want more um i got to read all three of these together and i'm just thinking to myself wow this is like watching a, a fantastic movie and instead uh now i'm cut short and now i have to wait i'm not watching a movie anymore i binge watched half of a season of a show that hasn't completed itself yet so that's where i am want 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 sad trombone and i'm gonna read the two infinity warp issues iron hammer and soldier supreme uh they did give that preview and so here's where they say hey read these other books and we see um the there's a splash page of the characters and let's see if i can find it here yeah loki they see the universe and they say oh iron hammer tony stark plus thor my liver is damaged just thinking about it uh weapon hex who doesn't love magic and stabbing <laughs> And Soldier Supreme, Stephen Rogers, the Soldier Supreme, he can't do proper pull-ups or magic missiles. Arachnite, the Arachnite, all the ineptitude of both Spider-Man and Moon Knight wrapped into one soul. Ghost Panther and the others. <laughs> so Ghost Panther doesn't exactly get much of an introduction, but um, it's, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. I'm enjoying myself. And uh, yeah, this... This would be a fantastic Avengers movie. So I'm going to read uh, Iron Hammer and Soldier Supreme. And um, right now I feel like the segments haven't been long enough to warrant a whole podcast preview in between. But that's the pattern I started. And you know what? Hey, if you like this podcast, I'm just pointing you in the direction of some others you might like. And I'm going to read these two together and then um, come back and, and talk about them a little bit. And again... Man, um, I would love to hear what you think about this series uh, now that I've gone through these first four issues, if you include Infinity Wars Prime. Um, I'm just, this is a really, really fun series, and I'm, I'm glad I picked it up, and I'm glad to follow it. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? 
or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju. Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra. Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. And so we come to the end of our September coverage of Infinity Wars by talking about these two issues of Infinity Warps, Iron Hammer and Soldier Supreme. And I have to say, uh, Soldier Supreme, I didn't feel like I was reading part one of two. I felt like I was reading the first half of a single story. But and, 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 and for that matter, half of it was flashback and just kind of uh, backstory and kind of explaining who this character is and where, this, where the character came from. But everything is being, everything was folded in half. And so you have uh, Dum Dum Fury and you have um, uh, Bucky Wong and they are the howling commando, commandos of Hogoth. Uh, and so they are, you know, fighting in the European theater of World War II and they are fighting against Red Dormammu. Dormammu Red, that's who it was, Dormammu Red. And that's what both of these issues do, is they just kind of take these characters and um, have these clever, you know, combinations of characters. And so in um, in the Iron Hammer one, it's uh, Crimson Curse. And you also have uh, Malekith, Master of the Ten Realm Rings. And yeah, there, I mean... It, the the uh, the amalgamation of the characters, so the, these com- combinations of characters, it's interesting. I mean, uh, this and Iron Hammer is a little better um, as far as reading. I feel like you get to the end of Iron Hammer and you have a cliffhanger leading into issue two rather than a um, you know just half of the story and it just stops and and, and then you'll read the next half in the next issue. Um, but this one has uh, basically the origin of Iron Man done with Norse mythology. And you have Eitri the Weaponsmith is um, – I can't remember the name of the, the guy in the um, – that helped Iron Man with his, with his armor. But he's helping Iron Man with his armor. But this time, instead of being kept alive by the device that's keeping uh, the piece of metal from going into his heart, you have um, these runes. Uh, that are magical runes that are keeping him alive. And he also has the hammer that, you know, he'll be able to pick up if he's worthy. And, but the hammer was also created by Atri, the, the dwarf there. And it's, it's interesting. It's well done, well crafted. Soldier Supreme, like I said, bothered me a little bit because it, just the way the storytelling worked in that one. But um, it did get interesting. It did get good uh, once the story kicked in, once you actually, right when you get to the staple spread, um, so when you get to the point in the book where the staples are there, uh, that's when it starts to get a little bit interesting. And you have, um, again, some twists and turns in, in what happens. There's a great line um, where you have a – I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil it. But you have a character who uh, is basically a ghost and they say, oh, I thought you were just a ghost story. And he's, well, I am. Uh, it's it's good stuff, and it's not great stuff. Soldier Supreme, I would say, go ahead and read it if you're going to go all in with the Infinity Wars things. But it also feels like we're just getting uh, Soldier Supreme and an Iron Hammer story in that universe, similar to what they did with the Amalgamated Universe, where DC and Marvel were mashed together, and you got like Dark Claw, which was Wolverine and Batman smushed together. And so it feels like that where you had that storyline that was going on, but then you got these single issues of these characters who like Bruce Wayne, agent of shield. And you had these single characters. They got one issue and it felt like this was just one issue in a longer series from a universe where those were the superheroes that existed in that universe. 
that's what these two stories here feel like. They don't feel like necessarily they are going to lead into the Infinity Wars miniseries. And so as far, so far as I can tell right now, they are not necessary for reading for the Infinity to enjoy Infinity Wars. But we'll find out more later. So in the next episode where I cover anything Infinity Wars related, I am probably going to be talking about the October issues, which will include Thanos Legacy, Infinity Wars number four, Arachnite number one, Iron Hammer number two, Sleepwalker one and two, Soldier Supreme number two, Weapon Hex number one. I might split that up. I don't know. I also want to do some horror comics for October. And then I have an episode. The episode after this, I believe, is going to be an episode from Matt Anderson. So. Yeah, so there's lots of stuff being planned for October. We'll see what actually happens, what we get to. But for right now, I just want to say, wow, I'm really surprised, and I really enjoyed reading this uh, this stack of comics that I brought home from the comic shop. And so, yeah, that's it. Just goes along with what I say about comic books. You know, if if uh, you're not enjoying your comic books, if you're not enjoying reading your comic books, then you're doing it wrong. And why are you doing it wrong? Because if you're not enjoying it and you're blaming the publisher, it's not the publisher's fault that you're not enjoying the comics you read. You're the one reading them. And so, you know, choose not to read the stuff that publishers put out that you don't enjoy and don't like. Let that go. Find the stuff you do like. And this was a great, happy. Uh, happy find for me and I'm excited to finish reading Infinity Wars and I'm excited to see where it goes I'm just worried that Infinity Wars is going to lead into uh, you know something new like uh, Planet Hulk I was all in with Planet Hulk because there are going to be these three kind of big Hulk stories Planet Hulk was one and had a couple one shots but also had the main series and then that became World War Hulk and I went all in on World War Hulk as well. I bought every single World War Hulk tie-in and issue. And then there was the, th- I don't even remember what they called the third one that they ended up doing. But um, by then I was done because it was just they, they killed me with it. And there's a lot of tie-ins and stuff here as well. But my hope is that it doesn't just lead into something else another big story and this one doesn't really resolve itself. I'd like to see this resolve itself and maybe it sets up a new normal and I'd be fine with that. But this is just not what I'm looking for if it's going to do that. And so I hope it just at least gives us a good, strong uh, story because so far it's been good, strong storytelling. So I want to thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'm just so I'm just so intrigued by this whole idea of instead of, you know, the snap killing every you know half of the universe, the snap instead folding the universe in half half and merging it together uh it's a fascinating idea and does it result in loss of life well sort of it results in loss of life of people who had a singular life and now they become this double life so i'm curious what's going to happen with that but anyway thank you so much for listening and uh if you want to get a hold of us just email feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com i'd love to hear your thoughts about infinity wars if you've read any of this stuff and are interested in it let me know what you think and i'll uh you know, in our next Infinity Wars episode, well, we can talk about that. So that's all I have for now. So I'm just going to end by saying uh, you can find us at comicbooktimemachine.com. You can find us at facebook.com slash comicbooktimemachine. And uh, as always, thanks for listening and Godspeed. Also, listen to the podcasts that I promote in here. They're good stuff. Thanks for listening. Godspeed. For real this time. I'm done. Godspeed.